<laughs> Welcome to Sudbury Scrub, a 40k podcast for the Sudbury community, season five. And I am being joined today by a gentleman. You know, I, I haven't had a match against him, but I did just have a good chance to chat over a few ideas, chat over some old experiences in the game. My God, I think you and I we were already chatting for 15 minutes or so. <laughs> just uh, just just running that clock before we even hit uh, record on this. Uh, I am being joined and uh, joined by William Michael William McEachran, and thank you for joining me today, sir. You are welcome. And, wait a sec. I, and I'm I know I asked you this previously um, during the whether it was the BPO or the Salt Fest. I can't recall. Was is it Michael McEachran or McEachern? It's McEachern. McEachern. Right. Okay, I did say it correctly the first time. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I, I have I have a soft spot for mispronounced names because for whatever reason, when people give me a, a call or I, I answer the phone call, and you know, I say date, you know, Dave sent us. Uh, they say, "Oh, Stephen." I have <laughs> no idea where that comes from. That's not even in the same world as my name. But it happens so often, uh, I'm, or even just call me David. You call me David, fuck you. I, I don't, sorry, I, I don't like to swear during this. I do not like responding to David. That's not my name, so. Anyway, uh, Michael, thank you for joining me today. You are very welcome. <laughs> so, uh, as often is the case with these things, uh, I'd love to introduce you over here to everyone that's listening in. There's a lot of folks that haven't had the chance to uh, experience a good game with you, uh, that myself included. Really, it's just been between um, this and chatting with you, I think, about some uh, pre-tournament stuff last time. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about where you're from up here. Let us know who's in your game group. Uh, I want to learn about you. For sure. So um, I'm not really from Sudbury, right? I'm from North Bay. So it's about an hour, an hour and a half away from Sudbury, south. Um, you consider North Bay South? I always considered it West. I guess it is. Oh God, you're gonna make me look at a map now, aren't you? It is. <laughs> and I only know it's West. It's, it's, it's like, sure. I only I'll know it's West you in the because it's I, like I've done west, construction. Southwest. I've done construction and driving to North Bay in the mi in like early morning, <laughs> or driving eastwards. Sorry, not yeah. to west. Eastwards. It would be east. Yeah. Uh, with the sun right in your face the whole way, and then you're done work at the end of the day, and you drive Sudbury West, and you have the sun in your face the whole way again. And Fair point. It is more west than south, but you got to go a little south. <laughs> you, do. you get like a degree, man. We're probably like, like a degree warmer than you. <laughs> you probably are. Actually, I, I, you know what is? North Bay is always a little bit nicer. Always. Hey, you guys, got, you guys got a beautiful. You guys got a beautiful lake there. You yeah. guys have a wonderful downtown core that I, I'm honestly envious of. Um, there's a lot of North Bay I like. I like, and I, and I've been able to take part in a couple of tournaments there before. You guys have. A wonderful place and I think my one of my favorite places to get wings uh, after the doghouse here in Sudbury is the moose there yep. in North Bay yeah for sure yep though so, I love North Bay it's like I grew up here and then I moved to Toronto for a few years 
that was around like 8th edition uh, Warhammer. So that's why I didn't really get, I was playing a lot in 7th, didn't play in 8th, right? And then I, I've come back to North Bay now. I've been here back for uh, just about two years. But nice. yeah. So, um, with the, the game, so you've been playing for, for a while then? Yeah, from, I started at the tail end of 6th. Tail end of six. I'm trying to remember what the big differences going from sixth edition to seventh edition were. So I can tell you for me, <laughs> because I started with the, with Tau, and I started before like Riptide, before you know those the, those kind of maybe you could even call them iconic models were in the chain, mm-hmm. and um, before they got good. so i started this army it's like yeah this is fun and then i started when they got good the beginning of seven and um people didn't like playing me (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah that that for me that's what i always remember was getting into the game like buying my town models right at the end of six and i'm talking right at the end of six ish and then um transitioning from 6th to 7th and then somewhere in that 7th region the, the new town model's coming out and, and just looking at that Riptide and being like wow that's freaking cool the Riptide was such a cool model and I, I hear you because you, on the one hand why wouldn't you want to own it as a new player even if you had no idea what it did it oh, I is, had no idea <laughs> no, no that's it no clue. It is, but it's yeah. just it's this big giant mech suit of guns and exactly like that's so cool and then yeah. un- almost unfortunately I, I remember at, in 7th edition you're right I don't remember in 6th edition but I remember in 7th edition having three riptides was just like well I'm just here to cause bad time for everybody else yeah and or that stigma because uh, that, that was like the addition yeah where like Tau could just, just be buds with everyone right you could take anything as an ally pretty much yeah um yeah or <laughs> like or Tau Aldar there were some Taudar yeah Taudar yeah there were some crazy combos they terrorized that addition for, if I recall correctly so yeah, you were able to that. survive all that all that anti-Tau hate directed at you and be able to survive <laughs> in this game despite that so I, I applaud your efforts in that sir <laughs> so with ninth edition then um how much experience have you been able to garner for sure so for ninth yeah so i'll just kind of circle back to, to give a little bit of a view right so uh for eighth i didn't actually end up playing that much i think i played like maybe somewhere between 12 and 20 games all of eighth mostly because i moved to an area right um didn't know anyone, and then I came back. So for ninth, <clears throat> when it first came out, I was like, "Man, this is awesome!" And I think in that first month or two, I I think I played about thirty games <laughs> online. I just I went really, really, um, really, uh, really, really am with it. It Balls was a lot of fun. Um, and when I played, I was just starting at my Chaos Knights collection. Ooh. And it's like, okay, um, <laughs> it was pretty obvious. Chaos Knights weren't going to be the best. But I was like, well, let's figure out how bad they are. And I got to tell you, they're actually not as horrible as people make out. No. Um, 
no, no. I think I have about a fifty-six percent win ratio with them. That's that's good. What, what, yeah. Chaos Knights. Yeah. Oh, you're making you're making uh, one of our our previous listeners real proud right now. Then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like so, knights aren't knights aren't horrible. So I had about. I think when I finished, I was somewhere between 30 and 40, not exactly keeping track of, of the games, finished playing nights. And um, then when um, Brandon, who's, who uh, used to play around your area, and he's, he's moved to North Bay, and I've been chatting with him a lot. Um, Brandon Carpenter? Or, uh, he's Scott Smith on Facebook, Brandon, um, Brandon Smith. Oh, Brandon Smith, yeah. Um, he, you know, like, showed me the, the BPO. And he's like, yeah, you know, we, we should go, or you should go. And I was like, that's really cool. And then I was thinking about it, I was like, well, this is supposed to be kind of competitive. And uh, we were talking about it. I was like, well, you know, I could bring my knights. But I, I, I was like, well, you know, I think I want to go a little bit harder. So I ended up putting together that Death Guard army. Mm-hmm. So then online, um... Beautiful I, I started job. practicing Death Guard. Beautiful and I job say, on them, by the way. When I had everything together, was playing that faction. I think I only had uh, about four or five games leading up to the BPO for Death Guard in ninth. Um, I mean, I had played Death Guard quite a bit for a while. They were they're one of my older collections, um, so I was familiar with the faction. So now we're clocking in at forty games, and. Um, so with Death Guard, I played the BPO. I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, and then for Ninth, the Space Marine stuff started dropping. So I also have a Space Wolf collection. I was like, well, this is re-. like, I'm looking at some of the, sp- the Space Marine stuff. I'm like, this is cool. Um, they announced the Death Guard co- codex. It's like, well, I don't really know where I'm going to be with Death Guard. I don't know what to play if I want to play in a competitive sense uh for death guards like so i'll start playing my space marines t- since they're so prevalent in the meta like when i played the bpo i played three games of space marines yeah um so it's like well i'll play them play my wolves I'll, I'll learn some of their tricks um so that's what i've been playing so my last mm, 10 to th- i think i've played 13 games with with the wolves so that's about 50 games of ninth since it started that's a that's a serious serious yeah. number of games. Yeah, it's a ton of games. But there was a while where I was playing a steady game a day. On um, and all, I should probably preference this. <laughs> you and I know because we were talking about it before. It most of my games um, have have been online on on Tabletop Simulator. That you know what Tabletop Simulator does uh, some does a great job in teaching you the importance of fractions of an inch. Yeah, it does. I think it it's almost to a fault. Um, some people can be very particular. You know, if you're like a point off, they won't give it to you. And for me, you know, I I play it more as how it would be in real life. You know, you're never gonna you're never really gonna be able to get that close unless um, you know you're using like a laser pointer that can measure or something like that. So generally, I'm not that. Um, I guess liberal or whatever that 
a little more, you know, laid back. But yeah, you're right. There, you can go very precise with tabletop if you wanted to. Yeah, tabletops. They're they're they're, they're they are. Uh, I mean, there are good and bad sides to that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know the what? Other... Sorry, I'm, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for another discussion because. I would love if you've had a lot of success playing games with tabletop. You're definitely somebody I want to chat with more about that in the future because I've tried to have some games. I've had a few fun games, uh, but not a lot of competitive ones. And I, I know you have, so I'd love to chat with you more about that in the future. Yeah, it's probably good to to put that in there because <laughs> we could probably talk about that for a really long time. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you got a, you have a few armies then under your belt. Which one are you intending to bring to the Grinning Demon? And why are you picking them? That factor. For, for sure. So I had, um, I was playing with a few lists. And when I, when you had asked me to, to, to discuss this way back when, I actually had three lists in mind. So now I can tell you definitively, uh, it's going to be the wolves. Um, and that's just because I think they're they're pretty fun to play. I've gotten some decent feedback that they're more fun to play against. Um, you know, it's it's a pretty common... What would be the word? A lot of people feel that knights, which are my other really big faction, aren't Chaos Knights, aren't as fun to play against. And <laughs> same with Death Guard. It turns out people don't like it when you've got a four up in Vol and a five up Feel No Pain. <laughs> yeah. Not so much as <laughs> fun to play against. Um, so I took I took a couple things into consideration. Um, you know, I wanted to be a little competitive, uh, and I wanted my army to to feel fun to play against. So I think for this one, I'm going to be running the Wolves. Yep. I think a big part of that has to do with. People like to see things leave the tabletop. It, it's fun to kill things. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why I really enjoyed kind of changing up my style with, with my army. Where I, instead of, I like having an NPC kind of army that gets in the way and like it wins even as it dies. Because even if I crush my opponent on points, they feel like they've done something because they've killed so much stuff. Yeah, they're like, oh man, I lost, but wow, I almost tabled you. Yeah, and that feels yeah. good. Yeah, whereas, you know, Death Guard, some of my stronger wins have been, you know, Nurglings just go up into your front line, take you into your deployment, and then you got to try and kill them first before you, you know, you can even think about dealing with my army. So Death Death Guard can be very oppressive to play against, depending on your army. And that you're like, you're not removing models; they're really hard to remove, um, and those kind of things. So I could see that not be the most fun for sure. But you know what? I, I also at the same time I wouldn't fault anybody for playing that way. When it comes to a nope. competitive event, you play what you want to play, and exactly. And the the wolves are a lot of fun, not just because they do, but also I think getting up close and personal. I think close combat's the most fun uh, phase of the game. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure I'll, you know, if I played long enough and played enough people, I'm sure I'll find people who don't enjoy playing the wolf against the wolves either for a reason, right? Cow players. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but anyway, when I was looking at it, I, I wanted, you know, they're a strong army. Don't get me wrong, and. Um, 
that was one of the reasons why I picked them too. <clears throat> yeah. No, that's I, I'm. That is good. I'm really looking forward because I know uh, the wolves need the wolves need a good person to represent them here in Sudbury, and I know one guy that he's waiting in the wings right now for an opening at the Grinning Demon in case one comes available because it always comes available, especially in this kind of year. We'll see how things go. Uh, but having having a Wolves player, I think, is, is good for the community. Yeah. The uh, interesting thing, too, is... Um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah for sure. I yeah. think having a Wolves player in there will, will add some variety. Absolutely. So are you going to this event uh, with the intention of trying to take it all home? Or is there uh, some other reason that you're coming to it? Um, Especially, you're coming from you're coming from North Bay. Like I'm, you're you're gonna you're coming for a reason. Yeah, I kind of a part of me definitely wants to, you know, uh, test my metal and see. uh, You know, there's some players that you know I want to play and see how I, you know, I fare up. Because last time at the BPO, I came down. I didn't really know what to expect. Who was who was going to be there and how you know, how good people were going to be at playing. Uh, it's been a while since I've been to a, a tournament in general, in, you know, in person. Um, and, you know, just the list that people would be bringing. Because right now, that's uh, a side note, right? Like, there's, people know some good lists, but getting those models are hard. So, for me, I, I think I want to, to play to win, but I don't think I'm going in at win at all costs. You know, first and foremost, it's a game. And I, so I'm going to have fun. Nice. No, yep. no, no whack for you today. <laughs> no whack for me today. Nope. <laughs> um, yeah. And then you may re- remember too, right? A lot of, you know, the other aspect of it too is, you know, that painting competition. And, oh, uh, I, I got a great question for you afterwards. I'm really hoping to hear because I, I remember seeing your Nurgle forces <laughs> And I loved the conversions and the work that you put into it. And so I, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping for a certain answer in a, in a few questions from now. So okay. we'll get to that one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, but, so to answer that one too, you know, like I think I think I'm going in. I want to see how far I can go. If I didn't, you know, if I go one and two, I I, I wouldn't be upset. You know, what I mean? as long as I get some good games in and and have fun. That's fine. Yeah. If, if would you know what I mean? Would I like to go three and zero? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? But you know, absolutely. No, that's good. And I, I like the idea of going in there and trying to test your metal because I I do believe that um, having a, a respectable game, a positive game, where, where you know you enjoy each other's you enjoy each other's company, but you also enjoy pushing each other. I think uh, that's one of the ways that I enjoy the game most, and I, I think a lot of people that have that mentality also really like it. Um, and if you don't have that mentality, then that's a-okay, and it's and that's uh, a fun way. It's a fun way to go, and you end up kind of just slotting yourself into that direction because you you know you're probably going to you just set yourself different goals, like you said. If you go one and two, you're still going to have a good day because. Yep. You don't need to win to actually achieve that goal of doing the best that you can. Yeah, I still went in, probably met some really cool people, and rolled some dice. And in the end, of, in, at the end of the day, that's what you're there for, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, 
what would you say is the biggest thing in working your favor going into this event? Um, so I don't think it's a big secret that the Space Marines... So I think the biggest thing that we're working in my favor, to be honest, is the Space Marine, or just supplement in general, bonus secondaries. Um, Big deal. Yeah, there's no other way to look at it. Um, You know, anyone who's playing those factions, we have particularly an an additional supplement. I have two books that other factions can't even look at in terms of these are secondaries I want to bring. So wait a second. Wait a second. Does that mean... Are, are are both the ones where you have to take the middle of the board, the oaths of moment, that's it. Oaths of moment. Is yep. that one in the same category as the one for Space Wolves where it's like, okay, I just got to charge two units and you get points I, for that? Unfortunately, it is, yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, or else they would be... <laughs> Riding would in be the streets so if that wasn't the case. Old. Yeah, but <laughs> both of those, man, both of those are good. Like... So we're so. I hope this isn't too much of a tangent, but let's just think of um, what's the mission? It's the third mission in this set that's got a uh, direct assault in it, mm. which is the mission secondary where you hold the middle. Oh, that it, I I really normally like the secondary on that one, but against yeah. space wolves, I would be terrified. Yeah, yeah, because well, in, or like white scars, right? Cause, or or those kind of blood angels, these kind of melee. Space Marine armies, right? You can take that, you can take Oath, and then you can take um, Domination, which is just hold more than your opponent at the end. And it's pretty easy to, to hold the one in your deployment, hold another one, and you're gonna want to hold mid. So, what other like what other factions right now can can really sit there and, and say that, right? They, they can't. So that, I, th- I think that having those tools as a Space Marine player is that's the biggest thing working in my favor it's just that supplement that other people other factions unfortunately just don't have that's a great great point uh so on the flip side of that then what do you think is your biggest weakness um one thing i <laughs> <laughs> One thing I just got to be careful not to tell people how to beat my list here. Go for it! Um, Come on! Come uh, on! Yeah. Um, are those locked in yet? Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, the one thing I'm a little worried about actually is uh, just because I know there's some nids and, and some other factions going there is hordes. Um, you know, I've I've thought about it and we've taken into consideration and I've played against them. Believe it or not, you know, Necrons are pretty popular right now, and people are playing a lot of that Silver Tide, and uh, those kind of lists can be hard to chug through, especially since I'm in melee. Um, you know, I've got some good number of attacks, but <clears throat> that is one thing I think will, could be working against me. You know, I'm playing a Space Marine army. T- typically, Space Marine armies are a little more elite heavy. Uh, so that's just the one thing I am looking out for is these the potential um, for Hordeless to come out in a big way. That's a good point. No, that that is. I, and I think that's a big thing that's kind of flown under the radar with everyone everyone and their grandmother talking about uh, Eradicators and Bladeguard. And like, oh, yeah. wow, these guys are just so incredibly powerful. And missing yeah. the fact that, well, guess what? Against say an orc horde um your blade guard they're 
worse, effectively, per point, than assault yep. marines are. They're not assault marines. Um, assault intercessors. They're yep. worse point for point. Uh, or eradicators are worse point for point than, like, uh, yeah, aggressors. Aggressors lost a whole bunch of stuff. Guess what? Aggressors are still way better at killing those hordes yep. than the eradicators are. And yeah, yep. space marines have some ridiculously good uh, anti-elite stuff. But their anti-horde stuff isn't the best in the world. Yeah, exactly. And like you know, if we'll we'll go we'll go to an experience, right? Like where you're talking about eradicators, I can tell you. I mean, like eradicators are really good against other marine armies, or really good against these um, you know vehicles and such. But I can tell you from experience, eradicators kind of suck when you're just shooting them at scarabs. <laughs> <laughs> so. It, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Those kind of things is generally what I'm looking out for. I do have some tools in my list to, to deal with that. Um, but I think it, it could be a problem if if I had to face a couple of them. There we go. So uh, you, you were mentioning the secondaries before with things going in your favor. Um, I, I take it that the Space Wolf secondary is like one of the ones that you're you're most excited to take as often as possible is that that is that your favorite secondary um i actually have played it in all of my games to mainly to practice it because you're when you're looking at it they're both it and oath are in the same category and i i feel like oath in the moment it's so easy to pull off um you don't really need to practice it like if, if there was a game where i was like okay i don't think i can charge two units in and, and feel safe about it and enough to get 10 to 15 points i know i can probably go to oath but yeah so for, for secondaries <clears throat> i'm not to give too much away but the list is built around being able to perform four to five secondaries based off of because we know the missions based off of the three missions that we'll be playing and then i kind of thought about you know if, if my opponent is this and their win condition is this you know i can probably pick these secondaries and be okay oh that it sounds like you're doing some good deep dives on these that's a great you're you're really analyzing them both not just the um what your preferred secondaries are but you're saying okay if my opponent goes for these secondaries i still should get these ones and that is some excellent deep diving yeah and i think um that is one of the things i really like about this edition is uh is you you can think and plan those kind of things through right um you know i didn't i didn't play IT, the itc set at all um so i don't i don't really relate to that but you know i'm a pretty avid video gamer and for, um, that translates well to this kind of thinking you know like okay can can, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm playing Space Wolves. I'm probably going to be pretty good at uh, engaging all friends. But sometimes, like, do I want to split my army to do engage on all friends, right? Well, mm -hmm. maybe not. Maybe I'll be doing domination then. Or maybe I won't even bring it. Maybe I'll, I'll bring, you know, Oath or maybe uh, deploy Scramblers or, you know, raise the banners. There's, there's a few things things you can look at and as long as you think of those when you're building your list you the more tools you have the better or you know so i'm gonna ask you this it's on my list of questions but i i think it sounds like you're somebody that would 
be able to provide a really good informed opinion on this. Um, Oaths of Moment and whatever the Space Wolf double charge one is. Yeah. Uh, what's what would you say is the secondary objectives, the two secondary objectives or, or the category of secondary objectives that you're really giving up to take those ones? Because whatever that is, whatever one they're in, you usually there's one, at least one, if not two other secondaries in that same list that are ones that you kind of find yourself going, hmm, I kind of wish I could take that. Kind of like you can't take both... Um, Deploy. I can't take both deploy scramblers and raise the banners as much as I'd love to. What are you yeah. giving up to take oaths of moment? Uh, well, well, they take up each other, right? Like, so you're gonna bring one of those two in a game if you're space wolves. You're either gonna bring oath, or you're gonna bring. Um, I'm trying to remember what it's called. The space wolf one. We're just gonna call yeah, it the space we'll wolf just one. Call it- because, like, what other way? Are, are you going to take the one for the Space Wolves where you have to put your Warlord up front and center and firm die? No, you're not going to take that one. No. <laughs> not in a competitive game, anyways. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I think, you know, to answer the question, you're in the same category, you're giving up for Space Wolves, either the, the Space Wolf one or Oath. Now, I think this is a weird spot from playing Chaos and playing, um, well, just Chaos, because that's either Death Guard with Nurgle, or Chaos Knights with Nurgle is, like, the weirdest thing about playing this army with my other armies is, like, you know, you don't feel that way playing another army. Like, usually I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking really hard on the three I can bring, and (laughs) with, with Space Wolves right now, for me, Space Marines, it's the opposite. You're like, well, what are the best? I have so many I could do. What are the best ones I can do? Mm. Not like, well, you know, I know I can do these too, but what is my third? I actually find for the Space Wolves, it's the other way around. You just have so many options you could play around. It, it can be hard picking it. Um, you know, and it's like, you know, when you're looking at those lists, just in the secondaries, when you're looking at your list construction, you know, do you bring a Psyker so you can potentially do something like psychic ritual or mental interrogation or do you not bring a psyker at all so you can um, do a abhor the witch exactly and those are all things you have to think about now in space marines because of, you know psychic fortress and null zone those are great spells you're probably going to be bringing a psyker spoiler um so <laughs> but then like that's just another one right we're talking you know what works really well with oath of the moment psychic ritual you're already can want to control that midboard and you're already there right just yeah why not pick up another free 15 points especially if the enemy doesn't have a psyker yeah go go all in on that plan yep and it makes sense why not and, and those are you know just going on on those secondaries i think that's the way um to play right now is you have you can't just go into a game and then and then pick your secondaries. You have to I think you have to be doing that during your your list creation. Fully agreed. Mm-hmm. Fully fully agreed. So all right, we're at we're at the question now that I, I was I was itching to ask. Um and that has to Well, you know what? Before I ask this one, I you know what? I'm going to skip ahead a moment. Um so for the event are, are there any lists 
that you're, because I mean, you were mentioning you're a little bit worried about horde lists. Are there any lists that you're hoping to play, that you're hoping to avoid playing? And conversely, are there any lists that you're really hoping to play against? Um, <laughs> they're actually kind of in the, the same. So the one I don't want to play against um, is actually Sisters, I think. Sisters are really good at killing Space Marines. And that is, that matchup, if I remember uh, Jaden's list, is I'll be at the mercy of the terrain. If we're playing on a bowling ball, um, I, I think he's going to take it. <laughs> you know what I mean? If the, the terrain's not that great for, for what we're playing on, um, it'll be a tough matchup for me. So I'm going to say that. Uh, hordes, definitely. Um, but there's a possibility of a Hordes list. I know Sisters are going to be there. <laughs> so I think it's a Space Marine player safe bet for lists for sure in factions i know are gonna be are gonna be there and it's their primary play style um no matter what is sisters and anyone that you're really kind of hoping to get a matchup against <laughs> probably sisters oh or or kind or, of both uh, you want you want to do both yeah or or maybe um ken or ken, ken. <laughs> with, with the admech i think those would be really fun good matches and you know if, if it ends up the wolves just get shot off the table then uh, i get shot off the table and i don't know we can go grab a beer and chat or something <laughs> it's a good game but yeah i just kind of going in and you know what i already said is you know i, I want to i'm hoping to get some good games absolutely um, and, and you know even if it's not i know there's one of the other reasons why I do with the Space Wolves on a quick note is there's a lot of other Death Guard players there. So if I end up playing another Death Guard player, and you know, then that that would be another good match too. Is another fellow. Well, you know how they play. Yeah. As a Death Guard player, it's and that's one of the wonderful things about playing a, a number of armies, especially when you've had, like you said, like you know, thirty games, not thirty games, but like twenty or ten or twenty or ten games under your belt you kind of understand some of the main tricks that they play and you know to be like, okay, here's this little thing that just kind of totally screws you up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah, nice. so playing factions that you're familiar with is definitely a win. Absolutely. Uh, so this is the question then that I, I was really excited to ask you about. Uh, for the painting contest, I, I remember seeing your forces, your custom-built uh uh, plate, plate, not plague demons. Um, beasts of Nurgle that you had brought to the last event, which I thought were just beautiful. Um, what uh, are you going to be doing? The dual diorama painting contest for the grinning demon. Uh, I've been, I'm stuck in like this weird limbo. So the first thing I was doing was I was finishing, I was picking my list, and I was finishing the models for that list. And now that I'm done that, I think I'm going to be doing it, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm, like, I'm one of those guys with this where if I do it, I have to do it. I won't be happy if I just like bring something and, uh, you know, I kind of didn't put my, my, my whole effort into it. Then for me, even if I did that, I probably actually wouldn't bring the injury. You know, I think if I do it, I have to 
really feel like I have the time to all in it. And we're like a week and a half away. We're we're two weeks away. We're yeah. we're uh, less than a week away from list submission deadline, and uh, then it's a week from that. Okay. So yeah, I probably still have time. So yeah, I'll probably end up doing it. Um, probably we'll have some custom elements to it. Um, break out the old 3D printer for that. But I don't know how much it'll be. I'll have to see on that one. Oh, yeah, I do, I'm, I'm hoping. I do know I want to do it. I, I'm hoping to see it. I, I really want to see what you what you pull out for it. Yeah, and I think it's a really cool idea. It sounds fun. It's just finding the time to do it, right? That's right. It's a big challenge. And especially right now where it's like, our, you know, everything can be, can suddenly change, a, uh, you know, one evening where the government says something, right? And then you're, you're, yeah. you're scared to get started on something. Yeah, exactly. Um, but well, I, like... I think at the same time, like, I, I think I've kind of made my peace with that. And I've started doing my, That was my big concern going into it as well for the dual diorama. And I've kind of made my peace with that, and I'm kind of hoping... Say I make this, and the worst happens, and the event had to get cancelled. Say that happened, right? Um, in that case... Or say it doesn't. Say it's just me, that I had to cancel. Just me. And I already yep. made all this. I have a feeling there's going... This has been popular enough of a, of a painting kind of event, that whatever I make, I bet you I'll have the opportunity to submit it again in the future oh yeah for sure and i mean um i actually had the same idea i think it was you who suggested it of um magnetizing the models <laughs> on it so you could reuse them so they're not just stuck in the diorama really was that me no that had to someone, be somebody else that's so, way too some, good an someone, idea someone on one of these had that idea and i was thinking it too and i was like ah if someone else is thinking it that means it's a good idea <laughs> and um i and then i magnetized a bunch of thunderwolf cavalry i almost said the number but <laughs> that would be bad. a bunch of thunderwolf cavalry more than i probably should have so i could swap out their weapons and everything and then after i did that i'm like oh, i don't know maybe i won't magnetize this time right <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so we'll see. Because, like, the one thing that, about it before is, like, for other painting competitions, it's just your army and then a cool display piece with it, right? So you get to reuse it. And your army's your army. The more, we can put that work into it. So, yeah. No, it's neat. But I, th it is. Th this, this both go. This goes against the grain, but I think it's going to do a great job in really showcasing people that are, are, are going to make that effort. Yeah, and I think there's some people... There's not it's not just i think i know there's some people who will go in um and they're there you know they're there strictly for for fun for the games and that is fine but with their their competition is those painting those painting contests that's what they're looking for to get that w and i think something like this will let will enable those people to to do something really cool absolutely um so lastly that last question i have for you here uh, so you're something that, that has had, um, I would say, a, a mixed amount of experience with, with the game as a well. whole. You're, you're not new. You're not old. You've had, you're, you're newer in the sense of getting to, to the competitive side of things, though. So I'm going to ask if there was something that you wish you could see at this event that would help out newer players, uh, what would that be? 
very specifically at the event, yeah. It's a tough question. This is going to be maybe a a controversial answer, but I actually think, believe it or not, something that would help new players is uh, chess clocks. Chess clocks. I I do not find that controversial for myself at all. I've been practicing with the chess clock because I think it's important. But why do you feel it's important for new players? And... So the reason why I, th- I say it's controversial is before I started practicing with a chess clock, I actually thought being clocked was bad. It, it, you know what I mean? If someone wanted to clock me, I was like, oh, well, you know, you, you think it's because I'm a new player, right? You, you want to make, you know, I'm going to take a while and you want to make sure you can play yours. And then once I started playing with a clock, I'm like, wow, this actually, I personally found it made the game more enjoyable. Um, but it made me better. It, it, it adds a whole new dimension to the game. It, it, it really does, yeah. That, I think that's the best way to say it. So I think something to help out new players, and I mean, we're at this tournament. You're playing, a, you know, what is it, two hours and 45-minute rounds? Um, if you're new, you have a lot of things that you're going to have to think about. One thing that a chess clock solves for you is how much time you have left. <laughs> so, then, so then you can know, right? You can start making decisions around that, and it, it'll help you probably more than it'll hinder you that's a good point because you can kind of become it's easy to get trapped in the game in information paralysis especially as a new player where you don't know what the right decision is and this kind of forces you to say okay i'm just going to go for something and i'm going to learn hey i'm a newer player i'm probably not going to you know win the whole event anyways that shouldn't be my goal my goal should be to learn during the event and if I go on the clock, don't again for myself. If I go, if I ask for the clock, I'm not doing that for my opponent. I'm doing that for me because mm-hmm. I know my army. If I'm not on the clock, I will eat up more time than is reasonable. And I want to yeah. give my opponent the best game they can, that I can. Um, and being, I, I, I hear you because for a new player, for a newer player, said, you know what, I'm fine being on the clock because I want to give my opponent the best game that I can. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to lose some efficiency on my stuff. Really, who cares? But I'm going to learn to make my moves quickly. Is a big deal. Yep, for sure. I Um, I, I can see that. And I think, yeah, and I think maybe to add to that, in the way I actually had interpreted that question was if I could give any advice to new players coming to the event, um for them not so much for something for the event to do but if i'm a new player and i'm going to that event chess like clocks aside i think the most important thing you can do as a new player is ask questions um you know that's why the clock's important because you gotta you gotta pay attention to that but if someone's doing something and you're not sure what they're doing or why just ask a question because i know from from playing you know i've got i've got a lot of games on ninth now in a small pool of factions if you're playing someone who uh first of all they may not even know you're you're new so you should maybe you should talk to your opponent before that and let them know you know and be like hey i haven't played that much uh you know just just so you know that way both players know you know what to expect out of the game 
Um, but I know from doing that, from playing people who have, you know, probably hundreds of games under their belt, they'll just do things and they think I know what they're doing and they don't even tell me what they're doing because it's so second nature. Just ask, be like, Oh, what are you doing here? You know, can you, can you explain that rule real quick for me? And, uh, 99% of people will have no problem with that. That's probably hundred percent of people at this tournament would have no problem doing that. That that's that's an excellent point, and that's something that um, there will be another interview later that that I, I did with Aaron, and we kind of talked about that as well. That idea that you know what, at some point you just got to put your cards on the table. Just go ahead and open up. Say this is what I'm trying to do, and especially if you're a newer player, don't be afraid of doing yep. that. You're not doing anything, you know, that special in terms of like being secretive or anything like that. And by explaining what you're trying to do, you're giving the opportunity for the person to help you actually accomplish it. Because we want to yep. we want to see people play good. Yep, exactly. And I can tell you from experience of transitioning, as you said, from what I would call a new player to I'm not a vet by any means, but you know, especially in this edition, I've I've played enough that I, I know the rules and I know my faction. Um, being like telling your opponent you're, you're gonna get a better game and, and anyone who's played enough games of warhammer and then of this edition if you're new it's not gonna be a secret very quick that, uh, that you're new to the game so yeah. at least if you're communicating with them in the beginning you will both players will end up getting a better game 100 percent. well uh michael i really appreciate you joining me on this tonight i know we were trying to get this uh th- this chat going for for a bit and i'm really glad to be able to have you uh towards the end here to really kind of fill out the concept of of having the whole community and having folks having the north bay community get involved with our events here in sudbury as well really helps make this not just a sudbury event not just a sudbury community but a a truly northern italian sorry northern italian oh god hey um really helps make this a, a northern community so thank you so much for joining me today on this yeah thanks for having me it was it was a lot of fun enjoyed it thank you and to everyone else out there listening uh, i want to also thank you guys for listening and to staying on with this series look forward to chatting with you all some more uh michael you and i like i said we'll have to have a chat sometime in the future about playing on tts and to everyone else out there keep on wargaming keep scoring those primaries